Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Friday, December 22nd, 2023. Christmas, just three days away, right around the corner. And uh, I've got Luke here with me. How are we feeling, Luke? How are we feeling today? We got a good week in the NFL. Playoff pictures heating up. We got our top five third baseman in 2023. The UCL round of 16 draw was earlier this week. We've got a ton of Premier League games, like every day almost, for the next two weeks. How are we feeling? I'm great. Um, I just, once again, cannot wait for the Reddit questions time. Yes. So much better. So yes. much better. We've got two different submissions this week, so we'll have plenty of questions to go through. And um, I want to let everybody know before we get into anything, we talked about either me and you or me and Colin on an episode saying that we're going to be recording Christmas Eve night. We've decided to move it so that we can cover every single game from the weekend, considering there's three games on Monday, on Christmas Day. We're going to record on Christmas Day, and it's going to come out on Tuesday. Very weird, I know. Never had a Tuesday episode. I think it's the best thing for the episode, so that we have everything to talk about. And then um, back to our regularly scheduled programming from there. All right. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of injuries, a lot of guys missing this week in the NFL. Um, but nonetheless, it's NFL Week 16. Only this week, next week, the week after, and we're into the wild card round. Wow. It is it is heating up fast. <clears throat> so why don't we go ahead and get into it? We've got Saturday games this week and through the rest of the year. We've got Saturday games. Let's start yeah. Bengals. <laughs> Bengals versus Steelers. Mason Rudolph starting this week. No Jamar Chase for the Bengals. How do you feel yeah, off the bat? Um, well, Mason Rudolph is definitely going to feel like a breath of fresh air. Um, <laughs> damn. I, I'm very, very enough. excited about him. But uh, the last time uh, the Steelers played on a Saturday, um, we just got shit on by the Colts and – you know, you have people now going after the fact that, like, oh, now the Steelers have lost their identity, which is something crazy to hear from me. I, I haven't heard that in, like, my entire life of being a Steelers fan, <clears throat> that we're losing our identity. But, you know, whatever. We have a chance against the Bengals here, another AFC North team. I think things could get weird. I mean, we look really, really bad right now, but this is almost the perfect game where the Bengals could end up choking, I think. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Um they're they're in an interesting position because like Jamar Chase didn't get utilized all that much last week, anyways. So like it's a pretty similar game, but he was in the game still. With him not in the game, you know, coverage has changed, things like that. T. Higgins gonna have a harder job. Tyler Boyd's gonna have a harder job. But I still trust Jake Browning and just this offense to like spread the ball around quite a bit pick the right guy to run the ball, whether it's Joe Mixon or Chase Brown, whoever it may be that has the ball in their hands has done a good job for the last couple of weeks since Joe Burrow's gotten hurt as well. They've done a great job. The Steelers are just a question mark everywhere. Is George Pickens going to block within five yards? Is Jalen Warren and Najee Harris going to actually run the ball well? Is Mason Rudolph going to get his head smashed in? There is so many questions for the Steelers. <laughs> this simply cannot be answered. Yeah. Um, 
I know you're exactly right. It, it's, you know, it's so hard to talk about the Steelers this year, man, because we have won so many games where it's like, man, we're probably going to lose. Um, and, and yeah, it's only, it's only gotten worse, man. Three game losing streak went from seven and four, second in place, second place in the AFC North to, uh, now looking at like comfortably last. Yeah. I would say with how our form has been, um, it's not going well. It's not going well at all. But you know what? The Colts did a lot of good things, too. Gardner Minshew, three touchdowns, no picks. He had a really solid game against the Steelers. Um, they didn't even need Zach Moss or Jonathan nope. Taylor in this game. Because, uh, Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson just ran all over us. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll check in with Michael Pittman later, uh, like in 20 years. We'll see where he's nah, at in line. He actually already cleared his concussion protocol. It, good for him because yeah. that was brutal. And I, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that, uh, you know, on a more like on the national level because we're reaching millions <laughs> yeah. right now. In, in case anybody's, like, anybody doesn't know, DeMonte yeah. KZ is suspended indefinitely. Is that at least I, I know uh, it's the rest of the season. Yeah, his season's over. Okay. It was a dirty hit. I'll say, okay, it kind of was, but I will give. Steelers side credit because they threw him into a horrible spot. Yeah. Like DeMonte KZ was just coming downhill at him. He was dropping to catch the ball. It kind of sucks. And like Tom Brady even said something about it where he was like, yeah, like the quarterback should have done a better job of throwing it into like throwing his receivers into a better spot, which I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a bad hit. Um, you know, one thing I noted was that the shoulder was actually the first thing that hit. So Casey still hit him with his shoulder. It wasn't like he, yeah. you know, full missile mode and just hit him like top of the helmet. Like a bullet um, bill. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like that. I don't even know what those are called. Um, those things from Mario. You know what I'm talking about, though. Bullet the, bills? Yeah, is that what they're called? Bullet bill? Bullet Maybe. Bob? Oh, shit. Man, we're already having one of these moments. <laughs> Bullet and Mario. Bullet, Bullet Bill. Bill. I was right the first time. All nice. right. Continue. So, yeah, I definitely think the the hit was uh, it was dirty, but it was definitely unintentional. Yeah. Um, should he should his season be over? No. Would I have been okay if they gave him like, you know, two games? I know it's like the end of the season, but like, if they gave him two games, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. I think it's a little bit much to just give him the whole season with the circumstances that it's like, it's kind of clear that it was unintentional. You know, it's different if, you know, he went Vontez perfect mode, but that wasn't Vontez perfect. But I will say it doesn't look good on our division that once again, another AFC North player has done something atrocious to another human being unintentional or intentional. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, when when I when when I knew that it was a Steelers player, I, I the first thing I thought of was like, oh, well, it easily could have been a Raven Brown or a Bengal. True, true. <laughs> Just as it was a Steelers player, but yeah, Daisy, it sucks. But our, I mean, we're not going anywhere anyway, so it's fine. Fair enough. I uh, I definitely feel you because uh, we'll talk about yeah. the Falcons in a minute. But when it comes to this game, like, there's just so much dysfunctionality going on with the Steelers right now. I simply cannot yep. pick them. So I'm going to take the Bengals 
I'm going to go Bengals, Bengals 21, Steelers 14. Mm. Ah, man. I'm going to go Steelers 17, Bengals 14. Okay, fair enough. Let's pause for a moment. All right, Bills, Chargers. This game's going to be interesting. 8 p.m. on Saturday, exclusively on Peacock. Fun. Fun because no commercials in the fourth quarter for any Peacock games. That's awesome. None. It's pretty cool. You and I were just talking about what we thought about streaming services and sports, but this is a dub. I agree. But you still have to even have Peacock to watch it. Correct. Uh, That is an (laughs) issue. (laughs) Which I think Peacock has a free account, and you will be able to watch this, I think. I'm not certain. Um, Don't quote me on that uh, if you try and go on Peacock to watch this game and you can't. But Bills, Chargers, it's all great that, you know, no commercials in the fourth quarter. Except for the fact where the Bills will probably have Josh Allen on the bench by the fourth quarter. Yeah, it'll be like fifty-six to zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the Chargers are are like worse than bad. Hot garbage. Yeah, and, and considering hot garbage, they gave and Aiden up, O'Connell just keeps yeah. dotting them. Yeah, considering they <laughs> gave up sixty-three points last week, um, it's safe to say that the Bills will probably play even better they're not gonna probably not gonna put up (laughs) that many points i'm sure they'll dominate (laughs) them in many ways but both of these teams kind of suck in this scenario the bills two and four on the road the chargers two and five at home the chargers is mainly because they suck the bills i don't really know why they're that bad on the road i guess they just need the bills mafia Different airline. Maybe. Maybe. That could be an issue. I don't know. But basically, you got one team coming off of a huge statement win against the Cowboys and another team that gave up 63 points. Correct. That's uh, that's what we're looking at here. Um, Yeah, I, I really – I don't have anything else to say except for the Chargers just need to press the reset button. Yeah. Um, I don't care if you think you have good players, which you do. Uh, they don't work. Correct. And no <laughs> They Keenan just Allen. do not work. No Keenan Allen. And no Keenan Allen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but for the Bills' side, just so we talk about this game a little bit, Josh Allen has certainly turned things around significantly since the start of this season. Obviously, he still turned the ball over, uh, but he's playing great. He's over 3,500 passing yards on the season. He looks great. The real guy to look at on this team right now, though, is James Cook. This guy is killing it. Right now, he has absolutely been going insane. He's about to break a thousand yards, so probably do it this week. Um, and the craziest part is that he only has two rushing touchdowns on the season. Wow, (laughs) that's absurd. (laughs) And like, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably has more receiving touchdowns uh, on the season. Well, he had one last week. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got. Let's see. Um, trying to find it. Stats. 2023. Yeah, four receiving touchdowns this season. Two rushing. And he is a running back, to remind you. Um, yeah, he has been absolutely cooking. And last week, having over 200 total yards, just 
ridiculous. So shout out James Cook. I'm I think he'll be a huge factor considering the the Chargers just suck at defense. Um, I, I don't think there's any other like key inactives. I think Kyir Alam is questionable uh, for the Bills, but you know not a huge mm-hmm. huge loss there. What are we thinking final score? I got the Bills in a blowout. Um, what, what's your score? I'm gonna go like realistic blowout. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like twenty eight to ten. Okay. I'm gonna go thirty one yeah. seven. Nothing too crazy. Thirty one seven for the right. Bills. And then we get into Sunday. A lot of games, but it, it's perfectly set up this coming week. I, I will say. Uh, other than the fact that we only have three four o'clock games, I feel like with flex scheduling and the fact that there's so many games getting pushed around, why are we putting what five six games? Yeah, six games at one o'clock, three at four. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I guess CBS just it needs to be five and up. four. It needs to be five and four. I need to be able to fill up the multi view on the TV. That's my biggest issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I have an issue yeah. with it. But for the first game, Colts-Falcons. Unfortunately, Arthur Smith is coaching. Uh, he's still active. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish he was fired. Uh, but I guess starting Taylor Heineke is like his, his last hurrah. Sure, it won't go our way. Somehow we're favored by two and a half points. I uh, can't explain why because the Colts are so much better than us. Um, I do feel good about Heineke, though. I will say, he showed up to his press conference this week in a Bush hoodie, and uh, <laughs> and I guess I guess Bush like sent him a bunch of free merch uh, after he got fined last season for drinking Bush on the Commanders' team plane. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, shout out Bush. Uh, never had one. Um. <laughs> no, you haven't. Nope, never. But yeah, the Falcons are favored by two and a half. I think that's kind of crazy. Gardner Minshew played great last week. We kind of just talked about the Colts when we were talking about the Steelers, but I really like what this Colts team has in store. Like, they're first in the AFC South right now. Yeah. That's insane. Crazy. It's Yeah, Jacksonville slipping. But, man, the Falcons are coming off of a tough one here. Um, Yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. Um, I don't know. I, I think with how the Falcons have looked the past two weeks, like, you know, two weeks ago they were in a pretty good spot to still be able to make the playoffs at 6-6 six and six, um, with the rest of the division kind of wavering. But uh, Tampa looks good again, and it's just not looking great. And the Falcons are hitting a very, very hard Colts team. Like you said, I mean, they're top of the division now with a backup quarterback for majority of the season, which is remarkable. Um, I, I, I really don't know what to say. I, I The Falcons just don't really have – they can't fix their problem to save their season. It, it's cool. something that's going to be kind of a project in the draft. So, um, yeah, I'm simply just going to take the Colts on this one. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to keep it close. They're not going to be able to put up 30 against the Falcons like they did against the Steelers. Um, I'm going to go like 20, 20 to 10 okay. Colts. <sighs> on the last episode, I took down the Falcons thing that I have behind me out of anger. 
Um, I got to ride with them. Give me the Falcons, uh, 20 to 17. I trust the defense. I would like to address before we move on the fact that I did say I'm not worried about the Panthers last week. Um, I'm still not worried about the Panthers. We only gave up nine points. I'm worried about the Falcons. (laughs) (laughs) That was my issue the whole time. It, It wasn't the fact that the Panthers had a chance. It was the fact that the Falcons are so bad. Um, but look, it's whatever. So, uh, yeah, let's move on. Seahawks, Titans. This one's interesting because, like, the Seahawks just did the unthinkable and had Drew Locke go out there and beat the Eagles. I don't know if it's real, but I'd, I'd assume they could beat the Titans. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Um. The truth is, I mean, I I just think Seattle has a really, really high-powered offense, especially with JSN getting more involved, that, you know, sometimes if you have a backup quarterback that's well-integrated into the system, you could still do that to teams. Um, And I really just think, you know, they're they're underrated in that aspect. I mean, they've put up some really, really bad offensive performances this year, but overall, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, like I said, JSN with a touchdown last week and, you know, really everybody else played well. Kenneth Walker finally had a good game <laughs> Yeah, and finally had more carries than Zach Charbonnet. It looked like they had a running back one. Um, and on the other hand, you know, the Titans, um, coming off of a very close game against the Texans. I, I don't know how to feel about the Titans because Will Levis sometimes looks good, but he also just doesn't do enough for them to win. Yeah. And with Derrick Henry kind of like, you know, 16 carries, 9 yards is absolutely, like, that's probably the it's, worst game of his NFL career. It is genuinely unfathomable. <laughs> yeah, almost had 20 carries, didn't get 10 yards. But, yeah, especially with how the Titans looked against the Texans, they're they're a very beatable team, especially, you know, they're playing the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um I don't know if there's really much else to say about this matchup, so I'm gonna go uh, Seahawks. Seahawks twenty-eight, Titans thirteen. That's a good score. Um, I'm gonna go Seahawks twenty-four, Titans seventeen. Okay, let's move on to the next one. An actually important game: Lions Vikings. This one could get interesting. Mm. The Lions obviously looked fantastic last week, getting that win, um, moving themselves to 10-4. and four. This isn't, like, the easiest game they're going to have. The Vikings aren't horrible. Uh, I'll, I'll give them that. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's It's weird, for sure. But, man, the Lions are good. Yeah, definitely. That, that win over the Broncos is astounding. Like the fact that you had your two yeah. rookies go out there and combine for five touchdowns. Crazy. Three for Laporta, yeah. two for Gibbs. Ridiculous. Insane. The Vikings aren't bad, but they're bad at home. They're two and four at home this season, which is weird to think about. But going out there and losing to the Bengals last week, look, I get it's Nick Mullins. Guess what? That ain't changing either. Um, man, I don't know. It's this one's weird to me. I I know it's it's obvious that the Lions should win, but I can't decide if the Vikings are going to give them like a game or not. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you know, we've seen Detroit kind of struggle with uh, the other divisional opponent in the Chicago Bears for, you know, a couple weeks there. Yeah. So, you know, who knows, maybe, but I said it a couple episodes ago, the, the Lions have the blueprint. If Jared Goff throws no picks, they probably are going to win the game by two yep. possessions almost every time. And he absolutely killed them uh, against Denver. Jameer Gibbs had a great game, and David Montgomery's there right behind him with not much less yards. Um, Amon Ra couldn't be stopped. Uh, and Sam Laporta, like you said, couldn't be stopped. But yeah. on the other hand, you know, the Vikings gave the Bengals a game, uh, so much so that I would say that the Vikings probably had that game won uh, for a while. Yeah. And the Bengals were able to come back. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know how I feel about this one. I, I think if Nick Mullins can give them a similar performance and maybe one less interception, they they might have a game but if they don't the lions look like they could probably pull away pretty quickly yeah i I think that's going to be the big tell if the lions can get up early and just like let's just say they put up even just two touchdowns in the first quarter they've won the game i think i don't think this vikings team has the ability to come back they can hold a lead which obviously they didn't do last week but they have the ability to hold a lead obviously jake browning t higgins went into takeover mode in that fourth quarter but yes, the Vikings are not a bad team at all. So if they can get up early, no. the Lions, you know, might have a problem. But I'm confident that the Lions can put up points, man. We've seen them put up what 28 in the first quarter, 21 in the first quarter a couple weeks ago. Like they have the ability to go out there and just win over and over and over again. They're gonna <clears> do it again this week, not by the biggest margin though. Uh, I'm going to give them just a touchdown. I'm going to say Lions 27, Vikings 20. I like that. And, you know, I think a big outlier for Minnesota, too, is they they may have given the Bengals a game and, you know, like I said again, probably won the game at some points there. I don't know if Ty Chandler is going to be able to give you what he did every single week. No, I don't think so. And especially if that doesn't happen, I think it can get out of hand. I'm going to go... Detroit 24, Minnesota 13. All right. Yeah, I, I think that Ty Chandler performance was an absolute Alexander Madison performance of, of years years back. <laughs> yeah. Like that's Learn from that's lit- like next season we're going to get the could Ty Chandler start for an NFL team? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to exactly. get those. <laughs> and um, the answer is always no. For the most part, it is always no. Uh, but let's move on to the next game. Uh, an absolute stinker. Commanders, Jets. Goodness. Um, Zach Wilson's an NFL player for sure. Really? Yeah. And Sam Howell is as well. That's the... How about Zach Wilson saying that he was lying about his concussions? I think that's cool. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> It's not I the right thing to, to do. About it. It's not the right thing to do. But that's like that's football guy shit. Yeah, absolutely. As much as that's it, honestly not the only, best way to put it, and not only did it hurt him, it hurt his team. Uh, him being out there with a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Is he playing this week? Is he hurt? Is like is he out out? I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him. They've got him as questionable at the moment, so we might see Trevor Simeon again. 
That's not great. Damn. <laughs> That's not good at all. <laughs> now I'm liking the Commanders, even though the Jets are favored by three. Oh. oh. Well, Sam That's Howell tough. got hurt. Did he? Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, Jacoby Brissett played last game. You're right. I forgot about that. Okay, well, Sam Howell's not yeah. listed as questionable. Oh, wow. Let's just be a little out of the game or then. I got the injury report pulled up right now for the entire NFL. I'm not going to have to jump around teams. I found the site for all the games. Here we go. Not listed on the injured list for Sam Howell. All right, so they're definitely hiding him. Yep. Zach Wilson did not participate (laughs) in practice. All right. Uh, Okay, I'm back. I like the commanders. (laughs) Officially. (laughs) Like the Commanders. All right. Well, we had an awesome Terry McLaurin performance. Feels like we haven't had one of those in a while. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I love seeing him do well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Drafted him in fantasy football, <laughs> which is not bad at all. I, got I mean, I, if he fell to me, I would have taken him. Yeah. Um, uh, Grayson, I have a question for you. Hit me. Is Dalvin Cook doing okay? Is he injured? What is Dalvin Cook? Who is Dalvin? Okay, so I could give you some info on who is Dalvin, uh, older brother of James Cook, former Florida State running back. Yeah, and then the brother went to Georgia, right? Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, Dalvin, well, Dalvin Cook is has been rendered useless by this offense because they I don't just, they don't I, run I the ball, don't. and if they do, it all goes no. to Brees Hall. And I, I just, I'll never understand, and I don't know why this isn't a bigger, like, talking point in the NFL, but the Jets' running back room to their production at the running back position is, is it's like, it's the worst I've ever seen a team do, like, in my life yes. that I can remember. It's crazy. Like, they are consistently, like, averaging, they probably average, like, 40 yards a game, maybe less. Yeah. Running the football. I can pull up the stats uh, and right it just, now. <laughs> and it really makes me wonder, and I don't want to be like the biggest cheerleader for this guy, but it really makes me wonder if Zach Wilson really deserves it. Because, like, what would old-ass Aaron Rodgers be able to do with 23 rushing yards in a game? Not much. He literally didn't even get the Packers into the playoffs his last yeah. season. And they had a big I'm, rushing listen, issue. Listen, I've just had a revelation. The Jets have talented players. Their defense is for real. I I honestly don't think the Jets are ready to win in, like, the next two years or three years. That's my hot take for the episode. I think if they build up an offensive line, I don't know if they can do it. I think with an offensive line, there's a better chance. The Jets are third to last in rushing yards this season. Wow. Behind <laughs> who, or who are they above? Uh, the Bengals and the Raiders. Oof. Tough look for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, tough look for Josh Jacobs. But Wow. Anyway, I'll get off my running back soapbox for the New York Jets. Um, I like it. They, Commanders they, 21, New York 7. Yeah, Jets average 85.1 <laughs> rushing yards per game. Uh, they give up 127.9 per game. Damn. <sighs> yeah, I'm... I I can't pick Trevor Simeon. So uh gimme the commanders commanders seventeen jets three. 
There it is. Fuck Trevor Simeon. I like it. All right. Packers, Panthers. What are we thinking? I don't know. <laughs> the, the Panthers are coming on. Are they sneaky? <laughs> are the are the Panthers sneaky? Uh, I think it's a real question. The answer is no. Uh, they don't have that's that division though. boost in this game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then again, they're yeah. playing at home, two and four at home. Ooh, Packers two and a, two and five on the road. Uh oh, are you? What are you trying to say, Grayson? I'm trying to say that what are you trying the to Packers say? are going to beat the fucking shit out of the Panthers. <laughs> Their <laughs> offense is so much better than ours. <clears throat> Jordan yeah, Love, um, Jaden Reed. Oh, oh my God, they're so good. Yeah, they have almost Super Bowl champion Miles Sanders, six carries, two yards against the Falcons. Yeah. That was a really I, – I don't know why I just did Miles Sanders like that. Miles Sanders is a bitch. We hate Miles Sanders <laughs> on this bad. podcast. That's for sure. Because Colin, Colin goes after him every week. <laughs> every Monday, you can count on Colin calling out Miles Sanders for a bad performance. But the thing oh, is, boy. the Green Bay Packers have such a great young offense. Like, it's awesome to watch them play. Like, they got Dontavian Wicks on that team. Dontavian Wicks, I swear he can catch anything you throw at him. <laughs> really? I, I think so. <laughs> and then, like, Jaden Reed yeah. loves a good rushing touchdown here and there, and I love that. Yeah. Nothing gets Big me going Debo more. Yeah, nothing gets me going more than a wide receiver rushing touchdown. C.D. Lamb last week, Jaden Reed does it, like you said, um, why? Why did I just play Debo Samuel? Oh my god, <laughs> my brain just shut <laughs> off for a second. Um, yeah, love a good rushing wide receiver touchdown, and um, I love this Packers offense. I like watching them. Uh, I think Luke Musgrave might be coming back this week, but even if they don't, Tucker Craft scored a touchdown last week. They have so many good tight ends as well. It's crazy, like guys you've never heard of. Come out of nowhere and just play well for the Packers, and it's awesome. Yeah, they they really do. But I I have a little asterisk for the Packers, though. It won't matter in this game, but they did like literally completely get dotted up by Baker Mayfield last Correct. week. I'm like literally just shit on. Yeah, Baker almost four hundred yards, six incompletions, lifetime performance for him. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Chris Godwin, too. 10 receptions, 155 yards. Now, this won't matter because the Panthers, you know, they won't be able to protect Bryce Young to be able to do that. They don't have the receivers to do that, and Bryce Young probably isn't as good as Baker Mayfield. Agreed. So, I'm going Green Bay in this one. I think it'll be tough because Green Bay did kind of get shit on last week. So, I'm going to go 17. I'm going to go 17-10. Green Bay. Okay. I still trust the Packers' offense to score points, um, and I trust their defense, at least pass rushing-wise, to put enough pressure on them. And then, of course, you know, Miles Sanders ain't going nowhere. So I'm going to go <laughs> Packers 27, Panthers 10. I like right. how he's not even their running back anymore. No. He's still going after He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Chuba might. Oh, man. Miles Sanders isn't. Next game, though, yeah. Browns-Texans. And, unfortunately, probably no C.J. Stroud. 
It's not confirmed. Mm. Probably no CJ Stroud. Maybe they're doctoring it up. Like I said, hold him off. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe. We might get Nico Collins, though, which is nice. Um, it's still not going to work, though. Davis Mills, Case Keenum, doesn't matter who you throw out there. It's not going to work because the Browns' defense is unbelievably good, like generationally good. They have the highest defensive yeah. success rate through Week 15 of any team since 2000. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a stat. That, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. a stat. And the fact that they came back and beat the Bears in that game was crazy. Don't even get me fucking started, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that game was insane. Don't move me! What are you doing? Are you moving? God. I like the way people talk about him, like it's off the scale. You can't even see where my hand's at and the performance level. But that again, is Darnell okay, Hold on. The problem is the reason the Bears lost is because Justin Fields threw 40 passes. Me and Colin went over this on on Monday. Justin Fields threw 40 passes. In no world should he be doing that. But also, Joe Flacco, goaded, other than the three picks. Um, like, <laughs> giving up a 10-point yeah. lead in the fourth quarter is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darnell Mooney had two receptions on eight targets. Could have been the hero of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, I I just hate talking about the Browns, man. They're just so lucky, bro. <laughs> they have Joe Flacco at quarterback, and he's almost putting up 400 yards. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah it, oh, the Texans are so fucked. I, the Browns yep. might beat them That's... worse than what the uh, the Bears did. That's what I, I was thinking. Bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, it will because be nice you, for Nico you know Collins. Joe Flacco can score points. Yeah, that's true. It will be nice if they have Nico, say about back, Nico which is which is yes. likely to happen. Um, the problem is like Case Ke- Like I okay, I get it. The Texans did win last week against the Titans. Question marks all around, but like overtime winning. <laughs> Devin Singletary, if he has a game like he did. He's not gonna. If he has a game like he did against the Titans, <laughs> 121 rushing yards, that'd be nice. That would put them in a really good spot. If Noah Brown plays like he did, which he is not gonna, they could have a, a really ch- good chance to beat the Browns. That shit's not yeah. gonna slide. It slides against the Titans. No, um... <laughs> Doesn't slide against the Browns. Uh, for my final score, I'm thinking... I I really want to say this is going to be close for some reason. No, it, it's not. I'm going to okay. go Browns 21, Texans 13. Did you see what Miles Garrett did to Mason Rudolph? Yes, I have certainly seen that. You cannot pick that team to lose against a backup quarterback. 27-21 Browns. Okay, fair enough. And Case Keenum might get bopped. I get a boop on the head. <laughs> you might. Dev, if I if you're Case Keenum, Case Keenum, if you're listening, I know you are. Psh, duh. Um, 
Keep your helmet on Idiot. this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. take it off. And don't try to take off his either. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, all right, next game. Into the 4 o'clock slate. Jaguars-Bucks. This one's a toss-up to me right now. I think the Bucks got it. Yeah? Yeah, and, you know, the Jacksonville's still a good team, but for me, it's it's all momentum between these two, and the Bucks have a lot more of that than the Jaguars do, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> like, once again, I think Trevor Lawrence is still a little beat up. That does not serve them well this week. Um, yeah, didn't yeah. even practice, um, which is not good. But... Not Man, at all. I don't know. Like this one's so weird because, like, yeah, I want to ride the momentum with the Bucks. At the same time, we've seen numerous times this season where Baker Mayfield has a great game. Next week, he sucks. Like it just yeah. keeps happening. Same thing goes for Rashad White. Same thing goes for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I don't like. There's no consistency at all in this Buccaneers team. Probably. Why they're seven and seven? They're four and four on the road, or yeah, four and four on the road, three and three at home. There's simply no consistency, other than the fact that every other time they're doing well. <laughs> That's as ex- consistent as this gets. The Jaguars at least have something on their side. If Trevor can pass efficiently, if he can avoid turnovers, they can win any game. One hundred percent. I I believe that they can. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but if Trevor is healthy, I'd love to say they'll win. I don't think he's going to be 100% by Sunday, so I'm going to go Buccaneers 20. I'm going to go Buccaneers 23, Jaguars 20. Yeah, I'm going to keep it within 3-2, Buccaneers 24, Jaguars 21. All right, next game. Oof, okay, Cardinals-Bears. <laughs> the fact that I'm going to have to watch actually all right I'm saying it right now hand up I'm not watching this game <laughs> I'll do it I'm going to go multi-view split well, even Jags Bucks Cowboys Dolphins Oh so this is the uh, the one you're not going to watch yeah, I not, what, not yeah, watching I Cardinals Bears Um Will it even be on television? Like, are they filming this one? It sure will be. The problem is, Cowboys-Dolphins is going to be America's Game of the Week, so you got to live real goddamn close to Arizona or Illinois to uh, <laughs> to watch Cardinals-Bears because they, they're going to shove Cowboys-Dolphins and Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart down your throat for three hours. Yeah, I, I can't say I don't mind that. Me neither. <laughs> I love Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart. They're a fantastic exactly. crew. And also, the fact that they've they've what they've called half the Cowboys games this season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's that's pretty great. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I know the Cardinals are three and eleven, and the Browns are sitting at you know a five and nine, which is honestly solid for the Browns with how yeah. they've looked in Bears. recent years. I, Bears, yep, sorry. Bears, thank you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try um, and correct you as much as possible in this episode. How does that sound? <laughs> Why, do I mess up a lot? No, but there's some moments. Okay. We all have moments, Luke. All right, there's going to be some moments. We all have moments. Um, Kyler Murray, James Conner, and Trey McBride 
I, I feel like just all stack up so well against this Bears defense to have an yeah. amazing game. I, I could definitely see Trey McBride having probably the best game of his career so far against this Bears team. Maybe. Um, and, and, you know, with how it looks on for uh, Chicago, I mean, we kind of hit it whenever we talked about their game versus the Browns, and you couldn't have said it better. If Justin Fields throws the ball, I would say probably 32 times, y'all probably lost. Yeah. I would give him that small of a margin there. Um, yeah, Roshan Johnson needs to be getting more carries, and so does Khalil Herbert. And, you know, Dante Foreman had a horrible game, but I still like him. I, he's just a back that I like. I feel like he should get more opportunities as well. Um, and see what you can do with DJ Moore. I mean, it's not like you don't have weapons. Yeah. They just have to be used better. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I like the Bears in this matchup only because – I've seen the mistakes that the Cardinals can make a lot, and they make those mistakes a lot. Even with Kyler Murray, and they do the same thing. I, I simply, I yeah, I, look, I can't look anywhere else but the Bears here, mainly because of the standings right now. Because where the Cardinals are at, if the Commanders lose, the Cardinals might jump them in the draft order. That's an issue. And... If they they need to keep losing and hope that the Patriots win a game, so that the Cardinals can jump up to two, are the Patriots going to win another game? Fuck no. Bill Belichick's going to leave at the end of this season. They don't give a shit about winning these next three games. Um, I don't know. I think the Cardinals need to 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 think about their draft pick at this point in the season. Uh, the Bears don't have to think about it because the Panthers are thinking about it for them uh, by losing all the time except last week, of course. Um, so I'm going to go Bears kind of high scoring. Um, I'm going to go Bears 28, Cardinals 20. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, one thing I didn't get to shout out was how good the Bears defense has been. Um, they, you know, got to the quarterback a lot. Montez Sweat, you know, the new guy that they traded for, two and a half sacks, um, and one was actually a TFL in there too. Tremaine Edmonds with the pick six and Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie with the pit interception and Eddie Jackson. Um, you know, they've been able to force turnovers and get sacks. I still think it's going to be Arizona. Um, and I'm going to take the Cardinals 24, 27, mm, 10. All right. <clears throat> Fun fact time. Montez sweat leads the bears and the commanders in sacks this season. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's not saying a lot for either of those teams nope, it is not uh oh i guess it's saying that the bears needed him that's for sure um yeah the commanders wish they had him that's also for sure uh but let's get into the final game of the four o'clock slate cowboys dolphins it's the one everybody wants to see it's the one with a whole lot of points because vegas has got that line at 49 and a half for the over under um so they, they're thinking about 25 almost for each team. Interesting. They've got the Dolphins favored by one. Once again, interesting considering how bad the Cowboys have been on the road. They just traveled to Buffalo. Obviously, weather's not favorable at all in December in Buffalo. So that could have definitely played a factor. I think also you get three straight home games, especially for a team with such a ridiculous home field advantage as the Cowboys have. 
to go on the road into such extreme conditions in front of the Bills Mafia and lose a game that you genuinely looked abysmal in. Like, 31-10 is honestly lucky. (laughs) It was bad, dude. And Miami needs to get this win so that people will stop calling them frauds. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can beat up on the Jets, whatever. You lost to the Titans two weeks ago, in case anybody forgot. Yeah, you can beat up on the Commanders. You only beat the Raiders by seven. And you lost to the Chiefs. Like, you go down the list and it's like, okay, unimpressive win, unimpressive win. Oh, good team? Loss. Every single fucking time. I genuinely, I don't know how to gauge the Dolphins. And I know, whatever, they weren't, They didn't have Tyreek last week. I get that. There's still things to figure out. And it's getting a little late, considering it's week 16 and you still have things to figure out. But the Dolphins have to figure some things mm-hmm. out. Because you can't just rely on Tyreek Hill if you want to beat a good team with a good defense. And I think with this defensive line, especially for the Cowboys, trying to find one guy at all times is going to be an issue. Big time. Uh, I see this game going one of two ways. Either the Cowboys completely blow out the Dolphins, or we have a Chiefs versus Rams, I can't remember the year, 2017-2018 repeat on like Thursday or Monday night football. You know which game I'm talking about? It was like no. 52 <laughs> to like 40-something. Oh, yeah, it yes. was Jared Goff-Rams versus... Yeah. I do remember that. I feel like this game has potential I for that. I would love nothing more. But I also could see... Yeah, me too. But I could also see the Cowboys, you know, just completely just rolling over Miami. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't really have, you know, much else to say. We, we already kind of talked about how the Cowboys put up a, you know, super underwhelming performance in the conditions. And, you know, the Dolphins have looked, you know, elite against the bad teams and not so great against the good teams. And I, I just feel like the Cowboys are more of a proven team than this Miami team is. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I'm going to go... <clears throat> This is not my most confident pick. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Whoa. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to. And it's going to be real close considering I think the final score is going to be Dolphins 29, Cowboys 28 on a two-point conversion to win the game. Crazy-ass take. Oh, wow. It's what I'm going with. 29-28. Two-point conversion, game winner. I like I like that take. Um, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, mm, 45-42 Cowboys. Ooh, barn burner. I'm gonna if go it's like that, I'm one. turning off the Jags-Bucks game, too. <laughs> It'll just be Cowboys-Dolphins, and I'll be glued to the screen. <laughs> Got to have the full screen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no use in watching an injured Trevor Lawrence throw to Christian Kirk. Um, All right. Jesus Christ. Okay, Sunday night football. Patriots-Broncos. 
Switch. Oh my god. No way. What is, is the that point? actually what, it what is? is the point of flex scheduling? I don't get it. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't understand how Patriots Broncos with flex scheduling on Sunday night football happens. I don't know. What? Broncos. <laughs> there you go. That's it. The Broncos. But the Broncos just had 42 points put up against them, Grayson. The Patriots can't put up seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is such a bad game. Um, it's horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, they did keep the Chiefs within 10. I don't care. <laughs> the Broncos beat the Chiefs. There you go. Is that what you need? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I needed. Um, oh man! Yeah, no. If you have, if you really I have don't no want to talk patience. about this, I have, have to. I mean, I, I have no patience for the Patriots. <laughs> we can talk about the Broncos. I think Javante Williams is going to get shut down this week. Unfortunately, he's on my fantasy team. the The Patriots simply don't give up rushing yards. It's crazy. <laughs> it sounds like you know not to start him. Then <laughs> I have no other options. I hope I hope there's just a, a glitch in the matrix this week for the Patriots, but yeah, nice. th- they literally just don't give up rushing yards. They haven't given up more than 58 rushing yards to a singular running back this season. Oh my god! <laughs> so wow, there you go. That's that's way to go, Patriots. <laughs> You're three and eleven. Yeah, you, you have single handedly ruined the greatest head coach of all time. And you don't give up rushing yards. And their new running back is Kevin Harris. Sounds like it should be my dad. (laughs) Why do we even talk about this team? Oh, my God. Can they get relegated? Uh, Yeah, can we get get an XFL team to come up? Can we just bring up, like, Michigan? Um, (laughs) Alabama, um, please. Yeah, there there really is just no talking points with the Patriots anymore. Um, Bailey Zappi and until it's off season. There you go. There's the talking point. Mac Jones also <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Your running backs can't stay healthy. Yeah, you signed Ezekiel Elliott as a free agent, but why? Yeah, there's <laughs> another talking do? point. Um, did Matthew Judon like disappear off the face of the earth? He doesn't exist anymore. Right? I know <laughs> he had that injury, and I dropped him from my fantasy league, and I haven't heard of him since. <laughs> like, is he? Uh, he's still on. What did he do? What happened to Matthew Judon? Like, what injury did he get? I have no idea. Are we checking right now? Yeah, bicep uh, on the injured reserve as of two months ago. I don't. Has he played a game this season? Yeah, he uh, he played a couple games to start. Yeah, he's played four games this season. I was so high on this dude. And he hurt his bicep? Oh, Damn. yeah. Yeah. Just do more curls. I guess. All right, well. <laughs> I don't know. Final but score? <laughs> his, his arm is probably the size of me. Uh, yeah. Final score. Um, Broncos 17 zip shutout. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. I'll give the Patriots some field goals. Uh, Broncos 20, Patriots 6. 
Woo! Nice. <laughs> That's over. Yay. All right. Monday, three games, Christmas Day. They're actually not bad. Mainly because one of them carries all the rest of them. But the first game, 1 p.m., Raiders, <laughs> Chiefs. Raiders can put up points. Got to put that out there. Dude, I I really <laughs> don't mind this game with how Aiden O'Connell has nope. looked. I really do not mind this but game. But also, it could they, they could put all. up zero. They could have used all their points for the rest of the season <laughs> in that game last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they cashed them all in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're all out of Josh Jacobs' running yards. I think that was probably after last season. They ran out of Josh Jacobs' rushing yards. Um, the Chiefs are just so hit or miss, man. I know they're nine and five. Doesn't feel like it. No, it no, just not doesn't. At all. I mean, seem they've lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and their last five, they're two and three, and they lost right. to the. Packers, Bills, and Eagles, yeah. and beat the Raiders and the Patriots. They've only beaten the Raiders and the Patriots in their last five. And that's not impre- well. I guess um, they're, pl- they're playing the Raiders, so I guess that helps them. <laughs> bro, and then they finish Bengals Chargers after the Raiders game. How how could you be so free? This is how they get into the Super Bowl every year, Grayson. Yeah, dude, they get to every rest year. for three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah, Chiefs Raiders. I, I honestly think though, seriously, if Aiden O'Connell looks good, the Raiders have a shot. And I think it's it's more than just oh they have a shot, like they could win the game. Yeah. I I, I really know. think so. I just it's so hard to go against what Vegas says when it's just sitting in front of you. The the Chiefs are favored by ten points. It is hard for a team in the NFL especially to win a game when they're a ten point underdog. Yeah, I definitely think the Raiders can cover that spread. I think they could lose by a touchdown, lose by a field goal. I don't think they can win. Is the issue? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs twenty three, Raiders seventeen. I'm gonna go Raiders twenty three, Chiefs twenty. I'm going okay. with the upset, Grayson. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. I'm all for it. I need any any excuse to expose the Chiefs. Is pa- yeah. okay. Hold up. Question: Is Patrick Mahomes becoming a villain? Uh, no, no, okay. no, not at all. Fair but enough. but it, it is a topic of discussion that he is uh, or was, you know, kind yeah. of um, I don't know, like a baby. Yeah, because like soon enough, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift probably break up. Uh, he'll be a villain to outsiders. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think they're a likable team, but I I, I like I like them because I like the players they have. I also like to see them lose because it's exciting for everyone when the Chiefs lose for some reason. I guess because they are good and oh, they yeah. win Super Bowls. I don't know. I, I obviously they're not at like a Patriots level yet, but I think <laughs> people are starting yeah. to turn on the Chiefs. <clears throat> Let's move on, though, to the next game. Giants-Eagles. Tommy Cutlets and um, this shitty-ass team from Philly. <laughs> Look, I, I'm i only rooting on the Eagles' downfall because when I said there's no best team in the NFL, when they only had one loss, I looked crazy. Guess what? They lost three straight. 
Yeah. And they're not the best team in the NFL. The two best teams in the NFL play after this. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I have to call them out. Because, like, it's not like they're losing to bad teams. Seahawks, maybe you could call them bad. But they're getting blown out by good ones. That's the issue. Like, you had a super, <laughs> exactly. super close win. What? Four weeks in a row, you had a one point or a one score win four weeks in a row, and then you lose three straight. Like they just had it coming. It was Commanders by seven, Cowboys by what five? Yeah, Cowboys by five, Chiefs by six, no four, Bills by three, and then you lose to the 49ers 42 19, you lose to the Cowboys 33 13. And you lose to the Seahawks twenty to seventeen. The Giants can win. <laughs> They're not an incompetent yeah. football team. They're not good, that's for sure. Are they a thirteen and a half point underdog? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Giants have more of a chance to beat the Eagles than the Raiders have more of a chance to beat the Chiefs? No. No, I think the Giants are worse than the Raiders. <laughs> It would be yeah, physically impossible for Tommy DeVito and that offense to put up 63 points. <laughs> like, physics doesn't it work really that would. way. But at the same time, who is Aiden O'Connell? <laughs> Once again, fantastic question. Then again, who's Tommy DeVito? <laughs> like, he's been forced <laughs> yeah, upon us, true. but, like, all we, like, I guess I probably know more than the common man knowing where he went to college. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> he went to Syracuse yeah. and then he transferred to Illinois. That's all I know about him. <laughs> and that he dodged on like some public appearance or whatever at a pizza place. That's the extent of my So he's knowledge. a Nah, I don't like this. I don't like what his agent wears, his last yeah. name, and then he's he's transferred from New York to Chicago. He's moving money. Hold on. He's moving money. Is this is this anti Italian hatred? No, no, not at all. But it definitely sounded like <laughs> it. it. Sounded like it. You're like, I, just, I fuck. I hate his. I hate his. I hate his agent. I hate his last name. <laughs> I hate that he moved from New York to Chicago. That sounds pretty anti-Italian to me. Every, everybody piped down. That's not what I meant. Okay. But uh, oh man, New York to Chicago. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see about that, Tommy DeVito. Also, it's not Chicago. The University of Illinois is in Champaign. Shout out our listeners in Champaign, Illinois. I, for some reason, we oh, have thank some. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, up, guys? Yeah, what up? Um, Look, the, the Giants aren't winning this football game. Can we stop with the jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we can. That's enough jokes. Look, the Giants aren't going to win a game at the link. That's, that's for certain. Um, I will say though, Eagles fans yeah. are all time dis- like distraught in their ten and four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, they are in <laughs> one hell of a position, and they're they're like losing their minds right now. They're like, "Is Nick Sirianni yeah. a bad coach? Should we fire him?" Which <laughs> maybe, uh, but also like so much nah. dysfunctional shit. Obviously, you have the fucking Dom DeSandro bullshit. With the the head of security, and then now you've got Matt Patricia <laughs> essentially just taking over the defensive coordinator job from Sean Desai. Like it makes no sense what is going on right now. Yeah, 
but they're gonna win this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles. No. Uh, Eagles twenty four. Giants fourteen. I'm gonna go Eagles twenty four. Giants nine. All right. All right, this is the game that, honestly, we talked about all that stuff so we could get to this one. I think it's a Super Bowl preview based off of my staker claim from a couple weeks ago. Ravens, 49ers in San Fran. The Niners are a five-point favorite. That is crazy. The two best teams in the NFL by record, 11-3 and on both sides. Lonely at the top. Nobody right there with them. And Lamar was asked if it was a Super Bowl preview. And I, I guess he made a good point here. Uh, the Super Bowl is in February. We're in December. Astute observation there, Lamar. Much appreciated. Yeah, dumbass journalist. <laughs> Never ask you a question that's idiot. stupid again. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else got asked a stupid question. I can't remember who it was. Um, I don't even know. I, well, oh, somebody asked DK... Um, and this isn't even the one I was thinking of, but somebody asked DK, which was your favorite of your three receptions on the game-winning drive against the Eagles? And he said, uh, Jackson's. (laughs) (laughs) Which I can appreciate, because DK didn't catch the touchdown. He caught three passes, but Jackson Smith and Jigba finished it. I like that one. That's a great answer. Somebody else, though, like that. Honestly, I, I like that question. Yeah, somebody got asked a question. I can't remember who it was. And they were just like, that is a dumb question. <laughs> like, why'd you ask that? Which I can always appreciate. Oh, man. But back sure. to this game. Um, it is going to be amazing. We've, <clears throat> we have talked and talked and talked endlessly about how good the Ravens' defense is and how good the 49ers' defense is and how good the Ravens' offense is and how good the 49ers' offense is. The thing is, is like, is the Ravens' defense, because I think for both defenses, I know the 49ers are capable of forcing the Ravens to be one-dimensional. And they, and they can win the game. Can the Ravens' defense do that to such a versatile 49ers offense? Yeah. That's that's where my question marks come down that's to. Point. Like, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy has obviously looked amazing possibly NFL MVP level this season. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is on the same level. He's having a ridiculous season. Debo Samuel, hot as he's been in years. Brandon Ayuk has been amazing. Over 1,000 yards on less than 60 receptions this year. Crazy. Wow. Kittle. Being Kittle. (laughs) Nothing else to say <laughs> yeah. there. And then, of course, this defense speaks for itself. For the Ravens, it's like, okay, Mark Andrews still missing the season. Isaiah Likely, a fantastic fill-in. Gus Edwards can do some work in the red zone. Keaton Mitchell has been decent at running back this season uh, in the games that he's played. At wide receiver, there's guys all over the field that can make plays. Maybe not Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, but... Zay Flowers, Odell, uh, Devin Duvernay. Like, there are guys on this team that will go out there, they'll catch the ball, they'll move you down the field. But the X factor is, of course, Lamar Jackson. It's hard to just say, we'll just stop Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Because that is just 
an impossible yeah. feat because he mm-hmm. runs like a running back. Uh, he runs like a wide receiver. Stings like a bee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He runs like a wide receiver. He passes like any great quarterback and actually has like a really good IQ in the pocket. So it's pretty hard to just limit a guy like that. The 49ers might have the defense to do it. They can stop the run. They can stop the pass. And they can get as physical as they need to be to beat a team. That's what they have to do in this game. They just have to get physical on defense. Like, for the the Niners, the Ravens' offense isn't your most physical players. I think that's the biggest thing there, is that, like, you can body Zay Flowers and you can body Odell with this defense. I think Traverius Ward is going to have one hell of a time out there on the field getting Odell Beckham Jr. pissed off. Oh, we've seen it, man. Remember the Josh Norman days? Yeah. I don't think it's that oh, hard man. to piss off Odell. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Um, yeah, I no, I, I agree with everything that you said, but mainly I, I was thinking more towards the last thing that you mentioned is it, can Lamar Jackson do what he does on the ground and through the air against the 49ers defense? And it's it really is, you know, kind of like how you mentioned before you really even started going on about this game. It is an unmovable object versus an unstoppable one in in almost every aspect on the field. Um, You know, the Ravens got guys on defense too. Maybe they don't play as collectively well, but they have some names. If you you just look at their defense on a list, there's guys you recognize. Um, Yeah, this one's going to be tough. I I don't know about Super Bowl preview. I I really don't think it's that cut and dry as most people think. I, I there's still just some yeah. gray area teams that okay. also look really good. Um, I'm taking the 49ers cause I don't want Baltimore to win. Obviously, uh, 28, 21, just a solid game. Yeah. Solid game of football. Yeah. And you obviously from the last, you know, two seasons now of doing this podcast, it's pretty obvious that I like the 49ers a lot. Uh, <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 49ers 20. Ah, man. Yeah, 49ers 28, Ravens 24. That's that's where my head's at right now. And that is NFL Week 16. I have to pee. Okay, we'll pause. (laughs) All right, Luke's back from his pee break. Let's get into uh, top five third baseman in 2023. Once again, stipulation, have to play 81 games at third base. That's the only rule. Everything mm. else is in play. We're going five to one. Luke, I'll let you start it off. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, had a had an awesome start to the season. Didn't really look too hot the rest, but I still went with Matt Chapman at number five. Yeah, fair enough. I, I like Matt Chapman. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I was. I thought you had something to say about that. Um, that's why I paused. <laughs> no, I like it. Very good defensively, as always. Um, obviously, the drop-off was heavy. But you're right. The, that first month of the season was un, like just ridiculous. Unprecedentedly good. Insane, insane numbers in that first month really dropped off as well as yeah. the rest of the team. 
uh, really dropped off. But he still had a great season nonetheless, so I, I definitely I like him at five. Yeah, 20 extra base, base hits in 27 games wow. for him in that span. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, my number five, bit different. I went Isaac Paredes of the Tampa Bay Rays. Guy just had a consistent season across the board. He batted 250 on base percentage of 352. That's what sells me right there. A guy that simply gets on base. I think, I don't have it pulled up right now, but... I believe he had a 12% strikeout percentage and a 12.7% walk percentage. And for a third baseman, that is fantastic. Also, 18th in MVP voting. I know that's ridiculously low on the list, but when you consider all of the guys that were ahead of him, not bad. Um, yeah, B-War of, I lost it, 4.2 is amazing. And like considering this is really like his second full season in the majors, I think he played so well. He was a huge part of the run production for this team. 98 RBIs, 31 home runs. He had 24 doubles this season. Like I loved watching him play. He was a big part of the race, especially down the line when some guys got banged up. And, of course, you know, Wander Franco, all that stuff. So many bats coming out of the lineup near the end of the season. This guy stayed consistent. He played great. So Isaac Paredes comes in at fifth for me. I like that. Um, All right, we move on to number four. And for my number four, I picked Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. Another guy who walks a lot more than he strikes out. He had 92 walks and 87 strikeouts, which I guess isn't a lot, but it's still really, really impressive. And he was also a gold glove finalist at third baseman. So really all you can ask for at third base. He's, you know, bloomed into a really, really good staple player for this Astros organization. Yeah, he's been so good. He's my number four as well. His eighth season in the MLB. He's been great essentially the whole time. Um, you know, obviously in the past, been like one of the best in the league, probably the best third baseman in the league at times, notably 2019, Silver Slugger, All Star, second MVP voting in the AL. But this season was great. Um, you know, 163 hits. He batted. Uh, over 250, 262, uh, a 363 on base percentage, a 441 slugging, an 8, 804 OPS is great. Um, you know, not his best season, but Alex Bregman at his best is the best third baseman in the league. Alex Bregman on oh, yeah. kind of a relatively down year, still top five. So, yeah, he comes in at four for me. Yeah, and um, going into the offseason, uh, he only has one more year left on his contract as well. I thought it would be fair yeah. to mention. Very interesting. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to monitor that for y'all. At third base, I just want to preface this by this guy had the best war out of, out of I think, any third baseman in the MLB, and that was Gunnar Henderson. Um, that is literally the only stat that I have written down because that is just absurd for someone his age. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I it would absolutely it would literally crush me, Grayson, to see this guy's career go in any d- other direction than what it's going in now. I would like it to be with a different team, but I know that's you know selfish. This kid is amazing. Yeah. I love him. Big gunner guy. I unfortunately left him off. Unfortunately. Oh, 
I think that the third base <laughs> list was a whole lot harder to get onto than the shortstop list, for sure. Uh, and that's also part of the reason I put him at short, because I was not confident that he would make it in at third base. He qualified under our stipulation. So I went ahead and put him there. I couldn't put him here. But I do love the kid. He was amazing this past year, and uh, I got a feeling it's going to continue for years. Unfortunately no, for, sure. for you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, my number three, a guy that's been hurting you for quite a while, Rafael hmm. Devers. <laughs> that guy is insanely good. Like, it's ridiculous how good of a year he really had because he was not only the silver slugger at third base, which with this list we've just talked about takes a whole lot of work, especially in the American League. He batted 271. He had a 500 slugging percentage, an OPS plus of 126, which surprisingly enough, not that good in the scope of his career, which is crazy because a 126 OPS plus is insanely good. Um, 34 doubles, 157 hits this season. He scored 90 runs, which considering how bad of a team he was on, to have 100 RBIs and score 90 runs is insanely good. So shout out to Rafi Devers, Rafi Big Scoops. He is having, he had one hell of a year. And honestly, he's on one hell of a hot streak right now. He's uh, finished top 20 in MVP voting three years in a row. And he's picked up two silver sluggers in that time. I think that's um I think it's a little bit of a hot take for you to take him top three. Really? Because I, I, I had him fighting Matt Chapman for fifth wow. on my list. Really? The silver slugger yeah. winner at third base Just, fighting for a spot. The defense, man. The defense, the defense sucks. All my other guys are <laughs> Yeah. I'll I'll give you that. And the that was kind sucks. of like I, I don't know, I guess um I guess I value Matt Chapman's first month of baseball and then his elite defense as yeah. to Rafael Devers, just kind of consistent. Um, I, is that fair? Are you allowed to favor baseball players defensively? Yeah. 100%. Like that. I mean, like, because I, I, I just so feel like, I don't me, know. It depends on the position and how well you do both. Cause like at third base, of course your glove matters, but it doesn't matter as much as second and shortstop second and short part of the reason it's called that. Um, Wow. And, and like in center field, your glove matters more than in right field to me. So like it, it's kind of yeah. up to that. Like I have I have standards that vary based on position. And at third base, I'm not as I'm not as anal about def- defense when it comes to third baseman. But if you're good at it, it's just kind of the cherry on top. But like the guys on the corners should be hitting bombs and, and getting RBIs. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> to me. So we're at we're at number two, right? Correct. I got a feeling it's gonna be the I same. Almost almost wanted to put him at number one, but I couldn't do it. Uh my number two is Jose Ramirez. Yep. What a season he had. Twenty eight stolen bases, another gold glove finalist, which like, I, I don't know, just looking at the guy, he doesn't really look like a defensive third baseman. But he, he can sure as hell do it. I mean, he he does it very well, and that's no disrespect to him. He just looks like a just a true batter, not a yeah. defender at all. 
But um, he also cracked the top 10 in AL balloting six times in the last seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that is crazy. And 5.1 war. I mean, he was just dominant on a very mid-tier team. Yeah. So shout like, out Jose Ramirez. That's, that's the biggest thing to me. Like, the only thing that really hurt him was, like, run production. But it's because he was on a shitty team. Like, how does a guy that's that good at hitting score more runs than he batted in? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's insane. And obviously it's a testament yeah. to how good he is and how bad his team is. But he batted 282, which is pretty fucking difficult when you're playing third base. Obviously, he's had seasons where he batted 318 across 152 games and 312 across the same amount of games. But this season was still fantastic. He started walking a little bit more. Not a lot. Uh, trust me, he strikes out his fair share. But still doing a great job. Slugging percentage, 475. OPS, 831 is amazing. And that's like the third lowest since 2016 for him, which is crazy because that is an insanely good OPS and an OPS plus of 131, 290 total bases. And the thing that shows he's a threat the most, led the league for the second year in intentional walks. Second year in a row, he has led the league in intentional walks. Baseball's weird. It sure is. <laughs> Baseball is weird, man. <laughs> um, all right. Number one, obvious. Had to go with the Brave, Austin Riley. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The uh, the the Georgia hero. Um, <clears throat> third straight thirty homer, ninety RB, ninety RBI, RBI, mm-hmm. RBI runs batted in. in. There we go. Had 90 of those and 30 homers for the third straight year in a row. Oh, yeah, also a war over five for the third straight year in a row. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, 5.9 war. I think he was second to Henderson um, in, uh, you know, out of war in third baseman. But, yeah, he's just absolutely crazy. Uh, NL Silver Slugger, second time in three seasons for this guy as well. What, what's crazy to me is I – Honestly, can't believe he still finished seventh in NL uh, MVP. Yeah. What's third. even crazier is that he it was kind of seems thir- low. He finished third out of the Braves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like in the past three seasons, he's been number seven or number six every year in the MVP voting. That is insane to do. Like in a three year span, yeah. realistically, you shouldn't be up there that much. Nobody really no. does that. <laughs> Take a year off. Yeah. Like the only Not other guys <laughs> that are placing consistently like top seven is like, that's like pretty obvious that you had a very good year. Nobody's missing the fact that you had a great year if you're top seven in MVP voting. But like this year was insane. Getting your batting average up to 281 after last season at, you know, a 273 and then a slugging of 861. An OPS plus, 128. Not even as good as last year or the year before that. Still phenomenal. 328 total bases. The most he's had in a season in his career. The guy is insanely good and he just keeps getting better. 37 home runs right in the area he likes to be. 97 RBIs considering Ronald Acuna was hitting himself in quite a bit. That's not that bad. (laughs) 
And then he also scored 117 runs. Like the amount of times he was on base and Matt Olson hit a home run or hit him in, or these guys went back to back was ridiculous. And he really was the best third baseman in the league. Uh, it's 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 amazing. I'm so glad that we can just sit here and and boast about Braves players every single time we do this. Yeah. Except for the shortstops. It's cool. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, any notable omissions? Obviously, I left off Gunnar Henderson. You left off Rafael Devers. Uh, obviously, Nolan Arenado is not here. Um, he had a shit Ooh. season. Um, in my eyes, personally, uh, notable, yeah, uh, notable, um, what's the word? God, I'm struggling today. Omission. I'll go with omission because that's the the word on my on my brain. Note, honorable mention. That's the term I was looking for. Honorable mention. Jake Berger. Fantastic hey, Jake for the White Sox and the Marlins combined. Um, had a great year. I'm trying to think any other third baseman off the top of my head. Josh Young. How about Key Brian, Key Brian Hayes? Yeah, Key Brian Hayes had a good one. That definitely got slept on yeah. once the, the Pirates started falling, but he had a yeah. good year. I slept on it. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, Josh Young was fantastic for the Rangers Um, as a rookie as well. He was great. Um, definitely can't knock his oh, performances, yeah. especially in the playoffs. He played great. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got at third base. Yeah, yeah, I think we can we can move on. All right, if you'd like. Well, then it's soccer time. It's time to get. It's soccer time. Who says that? What's that guy's name? I don't know. He's one of the MLS commentators, I think. No clue. Don't watch the MLS. <laughs> all right. It's soccer time, and of course, we start off in the Premier League. Tons and tons and tons of matches from Friday. So when you're listening to this right now, Aston Villa plays Sheffield United this afternoon. There is matches just about every day all the way up until January January 2nd when West Ham plays Brighton. It's awesome. Yeah. I could not ask for like the middle of my day for the next two weeks will be engulfed by Premier League soccer. It's amazing. Oh yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. No Champions League, but that's okay. Yep. That's um okay. all right. Let's start off with Everton Tottenham. And I really wanted to talk about this game. Um, you know, you might be like, why? Everton sucks. Well, they don't. They just got a points deduction, um, but they have quickly come back from it. They made up those points and then some. Um, so they got the points reduction right before they lost 3-0 to Manchester United. Since that, they've won four straight, and they've beat Nottingham Forest. They beat Newcastle 3-0. They beat Chelsea 2-0. They beat Burnley 2-0. Now they come up against a Tottenham Hotspur team that is getting – Kind of back to back to form, but has certainly dropped off quite a bit. They sit in fifth place with 33 points, and uh, they're coming off of two wins, uh, one over Newcastle, the other over Nottingham Forest. This one 
could actually be a good match. Because Everton is really yeah, just I, on I'd, top of their shit right now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, obviously Tottenham are a better, you know, team overall than yeah. Everton, but sometimes all it matters is, you know, your momentum and your form at the moment. And both of them are kind of on a similar track. Maybe even Everton, you could argue, is better than Tottenham right now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, this Everton team has shown a lot of fight. You know, they, they still have good players. I mean, they still have good players. Jordan Pickford, you know, kind of fallen off a little bit. But, I mean, he still can show out for him, you know, from time to time. Um, and I, I don't know. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is kind of a wild card to me. Yeah, I, I can't decide on how I feel about him yet. Probably, I, I don't know. He's probably not the prospect that everybody thought he was. But, hey, on the other side, Richarlison is scoring goals. He is. He <laughs> still certainly is. Also, can I just ask a question what the fuck happened in that caribou cup match uh against fulham for everton it was wild um it was 1-1 i didn't hear about that uh it was 1-1 because of an own goal (laughs) um that fulham got uh in the 41st minute beto had to tie it up for everton um in the 82nd minute to go to extra time they end up going to penalties and it ends Fulham 7, Everton 6 on pens. Just mm. a marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, an interesting game uh, there. Uh, like, when I saw the final score, because it popped up as 8-7, I was really confused, and then I looked into it, and I was still confused. Um, but, look, Everton is on <laughs> fantastic form right now. Tottenham getting back to form. Maybe it's not the real thing. Maybe it is. Um, I still like Tottenham here, though. Yeah, I, I think I do, too. Um, I, I got a question for you, Grayson. Yeah. Would you? What would you do with Youngman's son right now if you're Tottenham? You have the January transfer window coming up. Well, you you gotta could hold sell him in the him. summer, or you could keep him. You got to keep him, in my mind. He's got 10 goals okay. and four assists. Really? Yeah. Doesn't even it doesn't feel like it. I know it doesn't, <laughs> but like he's had his games for sure. And once James Madison comes back into this team, um, which will be in mid January, so not too far down the road, that's gonna open things up so much more. Yeah. Obviously there's things Definitely. they can go pick up in January to make this team better, but I think Huangmanson has to stay here if you want any chance of staying up in the top five. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. You know, you you have him now. Might as well keep him if it's okay. I guess, and especially if he's the captain of your team. Yeah, as well too. Yeah, you don't I think it's hard to get rid of him right there. now. Um, I'm I'm just trying to figure out Everton here. They're so confusing in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have a score prediction. Go ahead. I'm gonna go Tottenham three, Everton one. Okay. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Okay. Yeah. And I, for some right. reason, feel confident in that score. Don't know <laughs> if I should, but I do. And uh, we'll move on to the next game then. A big one. On, uh, I believe, Sunday? No, Saturday. There's only one game on Sunday. Saturday, standalone, Liverpool, Arsenal. Big one at the top. Big one. There's one point of separation between the two. Uh, Arsenal 
39, Liverpool 38 points between first and second place. Liverpool needs the points because Villa plays against Sheffield United this week. Arsenal needs the points because Villa plays against Sheffield United this week. And a draw would just fuck both of them over. So there's all to play for. Exactly. In this one. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really thought that Liverpool could have just come out and beat Manchester United, especially a red card uh, from Diego um, or Diogo Dolo, which was a crazy red card, by the yeah. way. Like, he got he got two yellow cards in, like, 30 seconds or something crazy like that. Um, just lost his head. Um, oh, boy. I don't know. It Just nothing works for Manchester United. You know, it, it's not like it's a good result, result for Manchester United. It, it's more of a worse result for Liverpool to yeah. tie nil-nil. Um yeah, they just didn't really look effective at all. And on the other side, you know, Brighton really just couldn't do anything to stop Arsenal. You know, Arsenal had a really just a solid, solid game. Yeah. Against How about Brighton. Kai Havertz? Four goals this season. Yeah, that sounds about right. He'd have four goals if we played him at striker still. That's true. He does have more than, <laughs> I believe, uh, like six different players on Manchester United combined. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so, Dang, but at least he didn't go to United. Yeah, but no, this Arsenal team, it's just so nice with Saka back. Yeah. They are it is. Um, back to being dangerous. They, again. they look entirely different. Like, it's a refreshing lineup. And, like, this lineup they threw out against Brighton is the one you want to see every single week from them. Like, Martinelli, yeah. Jesus, Saka up top. Havertz, Rice, and Odegaard in the midfield. I personally like Odegaard playing more central, but when you have Declan Rice, it makes sense. Um, you know, having Declan Rice play central uh, and making Odegaard kind of just—he never really plays to the wing anyway, so it's not really a big deal positioning-wise because both of them can kind of float freely. Um, but I do like Havertz on the left side of the midfield. And then your back four it was Zinchenko, Gabriel, William Saliba, and Ben White, and then Raya and goal. This is how it needs to be set up week after week. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take a one-one draw in this one. You went one-one draw last game. I'm gonna take the one-one draw this game. Okay. Yeah. Look, Liverpool. You know, I I do like that. You know, both teams scoring a goal because these two teams score goals at will. They both average about 2.1 goals per match this season. Craziest thing is, is Mo Salah's created the most big chances in this uh, in the Prem with 13, but Arsenal have kept the most clean sheets in the Prem with seven. Very oh. hard to do. Um, and Arsenal's getting, been uh, getting some penalties this season. They've got the most penalties this season with six. <laughs> I'm going to go Arsenal 2-0. How the fuck does that make sense? Don't know. Arsenal 2-0. Yep, Arsenal 2-0. Despite like the it. fact that Liverpool's unbeaten in 19 home games, I just saw that. I'm sticking true. <laughs> Arsenal 2-0. Oh, here it is. It's all coming to an end. <laughs> fuck your Arsenal's going to walk into Anfield yep. and not even let them score. Nope. Wow. Fuck them. You want to bet on it? 
No. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't do that. That would be horrible. No. Why what would I hell, ever bro? endorse that? In the state of Georgia, it's is not there... illegal. Or it is illegal. I don't it even is illegal. know. Is there prize it picks illegal. on... Is there prize picks on Premier League soccer? If there is, take my money um, responsibly. I don't know. No clue. Doesn't matter. Next game, Man United versus Villa. How are we feeling? Oh, boy. Villa's Man United are hitting a brick wall. Breaks off of them. <laughs> I was about to say, and that brick wall is Aston Villa. Yeah. When would we ever thought we could say that? Yeah. Um, They look good, man. It's It's crazy. How good Aston Villa is right now. Yeah, and and United just don't like uh, they they you know invested so much in a goalie, so much so that you let your I, I'm going to use you know American terms for the Premier League your franchise goalie. Yeah. Do you like that, Grayson? Your franchise yeah. goalie. Let him go for Andre Onana. Um, you know you bring in what you thought was Holland 2.0, but he really just looks like Rasmus Hoyland. And 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 Garnacho, you know, has had some moments. It's it's really Anthony that I have the problem with. He just yeah. isn't effective at all. And I I don't know in what world a Manchester United midfield should read McTominay, Amrabat, and Kobe Mainu. Now now shout out shout out Kobe, but yeah, I mean like it. it this is just not you know the Manchester United that. Ferguson built that Fergie built. Um, no, not at all. Completely changed over there. Also, the fact that Scott McTominay is their leading goal scorer still pisses me off. Like, we can talk about that all day long. Why is he scoring <laughs> goals? I don't get it. Um, yeah. yeah, this team's confusing. They just simply don't score goals. If if Rasmus Hoyland would just play in the Premier League like he plays in the Champions League, which they don't play in the Champions League anymore either. Um, <laughs> they would be so much better. He scored five goals in the Champions League this season. He scored one in the Prem. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, Villa's going to beat the living hell out of them. Uh, Big time. Yeah. I do have some questions about Villa um, Europa League game. They drew with... Um, yeah, I don't even know how to say oh, yeah, that say name. That name. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Uh, Zerinsky Mostar. Might be right. No clue. I could have been what? wrong <laughs> entirely. They drew 1-1. Mostar is what I'm going to call him. These names are confusing. Um, <laughs> on, on, they're not words. Uh Aston Villa. What a polite way to put it. Yeah. Aston Villa <laughs> threw out uh, a stinker of a lineup. Um, but it was still 1-1. I have questions there. The good thing is, is that Manchester United is also just as shit as whatever the fuck that team name was. Um, so I'm yeah. going to go Villa 2-0. And it's going to be a mm. dominant one. Villa 1-0. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. biggest thing is that Manchester United haven't scored in their last three matches in the Prem. <laughs> just a joke. It yeah. literally is just and a joke. Villa is the uh, one of the best teams on the road in the Premier League this season. It's crazy that Chelsea fans have a team to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, that is absurd. 
Um, all right. Well, let's yeah. go through, I guess, all of the games until the next time we meet here. Uh, so, like I said earlier, today, as you're listening, mm-hmm. Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. Then Saturday, West Ham versus Man United, Fulham, Burnley, Luton, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Burn- Bournemouth, Spurs, Everton, Liverpool, Arsenal. Sunday, one game, and it's Wolves, Chelsea on Christmas Eve. That's it at 8 a.m. Eastern time. That sucks. Uh, all right. Then no games on Christmas. You go to Tuesday. Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Fulham, Sheffield United, Luton, Burnley, Liverpool, Manchester United, Aston Villa. And then Wednesday, Brentford, Wolves, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Everton, Man City. Thursday, Brighton, Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham. That's all the games. It's a lot of them. Just about everybody's playing twice in that span, and they'll play just about twice next week as well. Um, But, of course, next week is for next week's episode. So let's talk about the UCL round of 16 draw, which happened on Monday morning, and uh, I'm liking the matchups a lot, personally. Yeah, Um, you know, back to the the scheduling for the Premier League, I I really believe that those Chelsea players deserve to be taken from their families on Christmas Eve. Good Lord. (laughs) I'd like to disavow that and say that (laughs) Newcastle players need to enjoy their Christmas Day uh, and Christmas Uh, Eve. Okay. Up the tune. All right. So, whole lot of stuff going on. With the UCL draw, these are your matchups. Porto versus Arsenal. Napoli versus Barcelona. PSG versus Real Sociedad. Inter versus Atletico Madrid. PSV versus Dortmund. Lazio versus Bayern. Copenhagen versus Man City. And Leipzig versus Real Madrid. Luke, who's getting upset? Yo, what did I say about Napoli-Barcelona, though? I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Who's getting upset, though? Um, I have a particular one in mind. Ah, hmm. you know, I I don't think it'd be a really an upset for Real Sociedad to beat PSG. That was my one. Yeah, I think Real Sociedad will beat PSG. I I think they will too, but I I don't know if I would actually really call that an upset. I mean, Sociedad have looked better than PSG in this competition. I definitely agree. I, I think um. The upset that I like would probably be Porto over Arsenal. I, I know that, you know, Arsenal has been, you know, amazing and really all competitions, but I don't know. Porto, just a sneakily good team always. Fair enough. I respect that. Um, Yeah, it's it's horribly scheduled. I hate the scheduling of, of the round of 16 in particular. Um, So we have two matches on Tuesday, February 13th, which I know is a long ways down the road. Um, but we have two matches on that Tuesday, two matches on Wednesday. And then the next week, we have four more matches, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. And then you take a week off, and then there's another one. So it it's just doesn't make sense <laughs> because you're splitting the games up a whole week apart. And then you have one week in between, and I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like going through the whole thing, but it just seems like it's not equal. <laughs> yeah, because 
the team that plays the first week plays I, I don't know it just seems like they're at a disadvantage to me personally I don't know if that's true at all I think they are but nonetheless any other kind of like thoughts you have when we go through the lineup so like obviously you said Porto could upset Arsenal uh, how you feel about Napoli Barcelona because I think that one could be definitely interesting uh, probably the fixture with the most like goals aggregate I, I think like hmm, they played two games I think your like aggregate score line could add up to be like 10 or 11 yeah that's a lot but I, I feel like it could happen I agree um, and I think also Napoli and- could be kind of a new look going into this because we have the whole transfer window ahead of us before these matchups happen, yeah, Victor Ossiman could be on Chelsea. No, I, yeah, I mean, don't tempt me with a good time, Grayson. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not going to play for Napoli. Just look at Napoli's TikTok page. That, that'll yeah. tell you everything you need to know yeah. about how they feel about Victor Ossiman. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this one could be, you know, now that I'm kind of looking at it and, you know, you just brought up the whole idea with the, that transfer window actually being in the middle of when this round of 16 will start. Some of these teams could look different. And and on the Napoli side especially, you know, by the time they it comes to Barcelona, they might not be nearly as strong of a team as they are now. That's that's kind of my thought here, is that Barcelona yeah. probably has the better chance to win only because I think Napoli's going to have some guys heading off. Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is Ossiman is probably one of the most prolific strikers in the world right now, yeah. and you're not going to be able to replace him in a month transfer window. Definitely. So. All right. What What are we thinking with yeah. PSG and Real Sociedad? Where do you think PSG goes <laughs> wrong here and, and ends up having them lose? I, I think it'll be more of the same. I, I it, Actually, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. This is my prediction. The first leg is going to be a draw. And PSG are going to get way too aggressive in the second leg and field way more attackers than they should anybody else, and they're going to lose. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. And to me, I think with Real Sociedad, I, I don't even think they're in the top five right now in La Liga. Like they could just go. Full so this force. is what they got. Yeah, this is this is their <laughs> this is their championship to win. <laughs> yeah. This is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say this is their Super Bowl, and then I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll hold off from the NFL references. Uh, I'm going to pull up the La Liga table just to check. I yeah, think it's so funny. They're sixth right now. Um, yeah. But then again, Girona and Real Madrid are tied at the top. I don't know what the fuck's yeah. happening in La Liga. And, and Barcelona, can we bring this up? Barcelona, I don't know if you're aware of this. Yesterday, they played a league match against Almira. Today... They played in Mexico City against Club America. No way. Yeah. Or what? Some mid-season friendly. <laughs> mid-season friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Did they play anybody that mattered? <laughs> Sorry, they actually haven't played yet. They play at 9 p.m. Oh, so they have some more time to rest. Well, that's good. Yeah, even though they got off, like, what? That, when did this Almira match end yesterday? That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Are you going to calculate, like, players' time no, to shower I'm, and get I'm on the not, plane? They, they like, probably didn't even go home. They, they probably packed for They both. played at 1 p.m. yesterday, Eastern time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. 
That's, That's kind of rough. And then they just had to hop on a plane wow. and fly across the Atlantic Ocean to Mexico. Jesus. Oh, man. Who That's did funny. that to them? That is uncalled for. <laughs> Like yeah. they're playing a fr- like. That's how funny. do they not cancel that friendly when they're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. we have a game the day before in Spain." Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. All right, well, back back to what we were talking about. Um, so yeah, Sociedad, um, Inter versus Atletico Madrid. What what are you thinking here? I, I'm on the side of Atletico Madrid, mainly just because I think a lot of their players are really hot right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I really couldn't have said that better, honestly. Um, I, I think this one's going to be similar to like your um, to kind of what I said with like with Napoli Barcelona. Except yeah. I'm going to go the opposite. I I think it'll be a very low scoring two leg game. Okay. I, I feel like we could maybe see like two or three goals, mainly. Yeah, I agree, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, PSV versus Dortmund. I, I just don't think PSV has much of a chance. Mm. I just think Dortmund simply no. outplays them just about everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then your last fixture, RB Leipzig uh, plays Real Madrid, but uh, sucks that one of those teams has Jude Bellingham. So the yeah. other team automatically loses. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> It's unfortunate that how they go. Then again, last year, Leipzig was in their group, took some points off of them. That That is true, but um, Real Madrid have added this guy named Jude yeah, Bellingham correct. <laughs> since correct. then. Uh, uh, how are we feeling about look, uh, does, does Lazio have a chance against Bayern? I, I'm going to assume no. Uh, <laughs> Lazio's a good team, but Bayern is just one of those yeah. teams that looks like they are the best out of all these other teams, except for maybe Real Madrid. Yeah, and then you have Copenhagen versus Man City, which is just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, Copenhagen's got a terrible <laughs> place again, down when they come to Denmark. Copenhagen versus Man United? Norway. Maybe they maybe they like playing Shit, is it- Denmark. Norway or Denmark? Okay, yeah. thank God. Um, yeah. Copenhagen, maybe they like playing in Manchester. Played Man United in their group. That actually is true. Maybe. I forgot about that. We'll see. I don't think they'll like playing against Manchester City, considering Kevin De Bruyne will be back. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So yeah, it is February. Good. I think De Bruyne is back in training right now. He might be back by the new year. I love Kevin DeBruyne. I don't care if Man City's the villain. I love Kevin DeBruyne. I mean, that's fair, but that's um, just not good. You aren't the biggest fan considering he left Chelsea after John Terry fucked his wife. Oh, that was completely Chelsea's fault that they lost Kevin DeBruyne and Mo Salah. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Dude, it's really weird. And we, we could go back and look at it. Obviously, we don't have time to talk about it now, but like. There were probably a lot of players in that Chelsea loan system that just were constantly just being put in different parts of the world every season that yeah. had their careers completely shattered. Agreed. By by that because um it was poor. Yeah. Very poor. It was really bad. Uh all right. Is yeah. it time for question time? Uh I believe it is. Let's go. Sound. Let's it's do questions it. time. These coming from Reddit that, again. This is the sound. Okay. I'm going to just start off by saying not the best questions from the first submission. It's from my younger brother. 
They're not great. Very satirical um, in, in some aspects. So the first question is for me, uh, which is, is Brock Glenn elite? Notable third-string quarterback for Florida State. Uh, the answer is no. He absolutely sucks. Um, Tate Rodemaker, possibly. Brock Glenn could be elite. He's a true freshman, so... saying he sucks is bad but I just want Cam Ward to be my quarterback next year so badly Um, so yeah that's my answer Brock Glenn elite no can he maybe anybody could Uh, Brock Purdy's elite so anybody can be elite Uh, oh here's a good one for me and you considering our teams are playing against each other in the Orange Bowl um, is the Orange Bowl worth playing for either team no, uh, we both got fucked. Correct. And, like, yeah, we both got fucked, and Florida State literally is, like, half our good players are sitting uh, because they're going to the draft. Whereas you guys' starting quarterback is playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carson Beck. Woo. Yeah. Um, this is a fantastic uh, question by my little brother here. Uh, do you miss Andre Ethier? That one's for me. You might not even remember Andre Ethier. No, I do know who Andre Ethier (laughs) is. Uh, The answer is no, of course. (laughs) But (laughs) I love the fact that Andre Ethier is becoming like a – he's like a part of this show now because me and Colin have brought him up numerous times. Andre Ethier, in case you didn't know, uh, former outfielder for the Dodgers, not good. We'll get that out of the way for sure. Two-time All-Star, had... Back-to-back All-Star. Yeah, and the season before that, sixth in MVP voting and Silver Slugger. But, collectively, not the best. Certainly had great years. Rookie year, batted three. Like, he was a batting average guy, 100%. No other stats, batting average and doubles all the time. I don't care for Andre Ethier. (laughs) I don't miss him, that's for sure. But um, I can respect the fact that like he had some ridiculous hitting seasons in his like first like oh, yeah. six seven years in the league. Now, if we're talking talking down towards the end, you know, twenty fourteen, uh, you know, twenty sixteen and seventeen, where he didn't even play more than twenty five games, different conversation. But if we're talking early, Andre Ethier. Scott would be insane putting up numbers like he did. The fact, okay, hold yeah. up, hold up, three hundred and three total bases in that two thousand nine season, crazy, crazy shit from Andre Ethier. Okay, shout out Andre Ethier. I don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one is mostly for you, Luke. Uh, did you think that Glaber Torres was the second coming of Christ at second base from 2018 to 2019? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like those yeah, aren't even no, like actually the best part about that is that those aren't like his best seasons. Um, but that is when Yankees fans were all over his dick at all times because they're like yeah. he's only 23. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, Two time All Star. I, I, in those years, I always would like trade him whenever I would do like a Yankees franchise <laughs> in the show. In those years, I never was on the Glaber train. I'm more yeah. on the Glaber train now than I was then. Yeah, 
He was good. So is he the second I, coming of Christ? Absolutely not. No, he's fantastic. He was in 2018, <laughs> I feel like. Third in, in Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He was an all-star. Really a good year. 271, 820 OPS. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at not all. Not bad at all. And 38 home runs in 2019 is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he yeah. even do that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion, he was the second coming of Christ with how much Yankees fans were defending him, um, saying, oh, he's just young. Uh, And then this final question. Okay, it's hard to understand if you're not real active on baseball social media, but this is uh, your favorite Tungsten Armo Doyle type player. Now, preface, Tungsten Armo Doyle does not (laughs) exist. Not a real human being. Uh, But... It came from like this tweet that somebody made that was like every night Mike Trout hits two home runs. It's like I see a headline from the Angels game, like Mike Trout hits two home runs, blah, 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 and Shohei Otani does something that's not been done since Tungsten Armo Doyle in like 1926 <laughs> is the joke. And like it like everybody has played into the joke. There's a whole Wikipedia page entirely fabricated about Tungsten Armo Doyle and his career. I think they said that he committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, it's got some lore. Um, and then also, if you go on Baseball Reference and you type in Tungsten Armo Doyle, it brings up Shohei Otani. Um, I can't think of players that are that type other than Shohei Otani. Um, like guys that just break those kind of records. I know this season I got a lot of uh, Julio Rodriguez breaking records that nobody's broken before. Um Saw a lot of those when when he went on that crazy streak. So I guess Julio Julio Rodriguez would be my favorite Tungsten Armo Doyle type player. <laughs> Such a ridiculous <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, well let's move on to Nathan's questions because these I think are, uh, these are elite. I think Ellie De La Cruz is uh, in the works. I like that for Tungsten too. Armo yeah. Doyle. I like that. Yeah, for sure. And O'Neill Cruz as well. Those oh, two for sure. monsters. Uh, all right, Nathan's questions now. <laughs> Luke, will Mike Tomlin be around this time next year? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And if he's not, we're absolutely stupid. I, I, I've said Fair this enough. on the podcast before, but like when people go against Mike Tomlin, they just don't know football. And, and I get it. Like you know, I, I've been a Steelers fan, you know, for my whole life. We we have this pattern. And Mike Tomlin definitely has a pattern where we play down to, you know, teams that are so much worse than us at home. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that happens a lot. And, uh, and and he has his bad patterns, but that's a coach that I don't care if we go 0-17 with. Um, he's, he's the man. I think you say that. The man. If you went 0-17 Mike with Mike Tomlin, you'd be calling for his fire. I would be... I would be outside of his house with a pitchfork. <laughs> but you'd like to you'd like to have him there for be... the ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, I, I love now, this uh... next question. So, um, if you're done, I'd like to to move on to it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Let's would you rather have a combination of Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke, or a combination of Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what the best aspects of any of these quarterbacks are to have. 
on either one. Um, yeah. I, oh man. I've seen Taylor Heineke win some games. But then again, Mitch Trubisky, former uh, MVP uh, in a game that they lost yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky com- combined. Really? Yeah. I think watching uh, – honestly, it's because of how I watched these guys play in college. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you these guys. You Trubisky in college? Oh, yeah. He played at UNC. He was good. Um, Sick. I didn't know where he went. Yeah. It, he was like the number two pick. Yeah, he was over Mahomes and yeah, everybody. Oh yeah, that draft class was interesting. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'd For go sure. Pickett and Trubisky just because, like, watching both those guys in college. First of all, fake slide, one of the most insane plays I've ever seen in college football by Kenny Pickett. Um, and Mr. Trubisky was just a solid ass dude, solid quarterback. Taylor Heineke just a solid for, ass dude. Yeah, he's got a solid ass man. Um, <laughs> Taylor Heineke, I believe, went or to Western Michigan. Uh, if I do recall uh, correctly, I'm going to fact check myself real quick, but I believe that's where he played. Um, definitely didn't watch him. Um, no, Old Dominion. Not Western Michigan. Worse. Um, yeah, he played for ODU. Um, and Tessman Ritter played for Cincinnati. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going Pickett and Trubisky. I've seen the upside. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna go Pickett and Trubisky just yeah. honestly because Kenny Pickett's proven that you know he can he can get out there and win football games. Um, but if you get a little bit too much Kenny Pickett, you'll have no touchdowns. Yeah. Well, if you get too much Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> and in the first quarter, there could be some issues. <laughs> that, that. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a whole lot of issues in that yeah. question. The problem with the other combination is that Desmond Ritter's there. Um. Kind of weighs the whole thing down. But let's move to the next question, which I also really like. Tampa Bay Brady or Broncos Manning? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm 100% Tampa Bay Brady. Um, That man simply didn't age. I I know he had like a down year last year before he Hmm. retired. Didn't age at all. Peyton Manning couldn't walk. No. No. And... And Tampa Brady was like hot shit Brady. Like oh, yeah. he, he was out of my conference and he was talking his shit. Like oh, yeah. I, I brought it up on the podcast before, but like Tyron Matthew versus Brady in the Super Bowl, damn, that was that like gives me chills. Oh yeah. I mean like Yeah, Brady was awesome. That's just sick. Other shit. Whereas Peyton Manning needed a walker. <laughs> like, yeah. He genuinely looked like yeah. a geriatric old man. Then again, both of them yeah. won a Super Bowl with those teams. Yeah, but one of them didn't, you know, lose like fifty-four to like zero in the Super Bowl. That is also correct. (laughs) Um, But Peyton Manning did end Cam Newton's career. Yeah, it literally did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's one that I think we'll we'll enjoy talking about: Uh, the Steelers' steel curtain defense in seventy-five and seventy-six, or the Bears' eighty-five defense. Uh, definitely the steel curtain for me. The Bears' eighty-five defense. 
I mean, that's another damn good one, though. Mike Singletary. Head coach Mike Ditka. All right, defensive starters. You have Dan Hampton, Steve McMichael, William Perry, Richard Dent, Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, Mike Richardson, Leslie Frazier, Dave Duerson, and Gary Finkick. Finsick. Don't know who that is. Richard Dent had 17 sacks and two interceptions as a defensive end. What? <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, and then the weak side. <laughs> wow. Otis Wilson, the weak side linebacker, had 10 and a half sacks and three interceptions and two fumble recoveries. Wow. Mike Singletary, an interception, three fumble recoveries, three sacks. Wilbur Marshall. It was also a linebacker, six sacks, four interceptions, and a fumble recovery. Luke, you might have some competition here. Well, you said, um, did you say 75 to 76 Steelers? Yeah. So just that one season then? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, I I mean... If we're looking at just Steel Curtain versus Bears defense, I mean, the Steel Curtain won four Super Bowls in the 70s in 10 years, so that that's a little bit better than anything that the Bears defense ever did. But as far as, like, just that one season, like, my Steelers knowledge is good, but I really don't know, like, any Steel Curtain stats. Let me see if I can... Yeah, and this Bears team would figure anything out. one and won the Super Bowl Jesus. 46 to 10 against the Patriots. Kind of sounds like something that could have well the Holy Bears aren't putting up 40, fuck. but and they shut out their opponents in the divisional round and the conference championship. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, oh, uh here you go. Um the 76 Steelers defense had a nine-game stretch where they only allowed two touchdowns and a total of 28 points in nine games. Uh, they had five shutouts in that nine-game stretch. Eight out of 11 starters made the Pro Bowl that year. And Jack Lambert was Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. starting linebacker. Yeah, you had five Pro Bowlers uh, on that Bears defense. Three first-team All-Pros uh, as well. All right, yeah. I think it's tough. I, I both do. good defenses. Yeah, both insanely good defenses. It is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have an opinion one or the other. That's fair. All right, next thing. That's Most fair. dominant individual athlete at their sport in a certain year. Just one year. Is there a case for Erling Holland last year? Mm-hmm. He could not be stopped. Preble. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. And they won a single year, too. Yep. Obviously, Messi has some as well. Has some, some yeah, insane definitely years. Messi. Um, trying to think. Mm. That's a really hard question. I know. Man, because I gotta, like I now I'm thinking some, about different sports that we don't really talk about. Here. Like I'm thinking tennis. Yeah, same. 
I mean, Joey Chestnut, and then just oh, yeah. like say random numbers. And <laughs> yeah, any year for the last like twelve. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see, what the best year ever in tennis? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Rob oh, also Laver. shout out Nathan. Um, I remember watching Joey Chestnut win the win the thing with you this year. Whatever thing he does, hot dogs. Hot dog I think that's what he does. <laughs> so yeah, fuck it. We're going with yes. um. 1983, uh, Martina Navratilova. She went 86 and (laughs) 1 in tennis in a year. Holy shit. Oh, wow. And she did the career Grand Slam. Uh, She finished her career Grand Slam. She won 16 titles that year. Wow. That's really? insane. 86 and 1 in tennis is Jesus. crazy. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Might have to give it to her. I'm tr- I'm trying to find what year it was, but there was a year where like Antonio Brown could have won MVP. And for some reason that's what I keep thinking about. Yeah. I wonder why I keep thinking about that. Uh, I think it may have been. Oh, actually, can can we talk oh, about what shit. Antonio Brown tweeted the other day? Did you see it? I assume you did. No, what did he tweet? Well, Steelers not. players were just on one. Obviously, Richard Mendenhall, which we're not going to get into because we don't have enough time for that at all. Uh, but Antonio Brown also yeah. dropped a banger of a tweet. Uh, which was like, there's nothing like hotel sex. You can just do whatever you want, like nut on the TV. <laughs> He's back at it. He is uh, back. AB is back. He is back. Watch out. Um, if you're a television in a, a Holiday Inn, watch out. Yeah. All right, Nathan, I, I don't have a year. I'm not like a, like a, um. Well, no, I, I'm... Well, that I'm answering Nathan's question. Fair Are enough. we still calling it Reddit? Did I just expose the secret? No, it's fine. We've talked about the fact that Nathan's the one doing this one. Okay. So, yeah, this is directly um, towards Nathan. Directly towards Nathan. To answer your question, I don't think I can think of a single year where a player has been dominant that comes to the top of my head. But I will say that the 2014 World Cup, Ian Robin is the best I've Back. ever seen any player do at a single competition. Yes, I love that take. Yeah, I, I mean, all you have to do is watch his goal against Australia, watch his goal against Spain, where he dribbles the ball around the goalkeeper and two center backs that their names were Iker Casillas, Sergio Ramos, and Gerard Piquet. It's crazy. Crazy. Absolutely insane. All right, next thing. What's the next sport to make the Olympics? I think there's a very easy answer here, and it's pickleball. Uh, Rocket League. Is pickleball really not one? I don't think it is yet. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Let's pull up the full list of Olympic, Olympic sports. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's read all of them. There's four. See, there's only forty. That's just in the summer. But I don't think oh. pickleball is. No, pickleball is not. I think it's pickleball then. 
because flag football's bat like oh. is in there now. I think it's got to be pickleball. Now that baseball's in, you know what? Softball. Give me some darts. Darts. I like that. Yeah, I want to see some darts. How about uh, cornhole? <laughs> Honestly, it's I difficult. mean, I'd I'd say is that, that one that America would just dominate? Gotta. There's no way they're playing cornhole in fucking China. Are they playing cornhole in China? Hold up. Let me, uh, let, me let me type this into Google. Are they playing cornhole in China? Because <laughs> if they are, they're kicking our ass. Nope, yeah. I'm not seeing any cornhole in China. <laughs> Maybe they call it bags. I know that's what some people call it. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like both of those darts. Darts would be a, a toss-up because there's a, there's a lot of darts in every country. Yeah. I'm trying to pick some shit that we're yeah. good at. I think lacrosse might have might already be yeah okay yeah lacrosse will be in the the one this coming year so yeah beer pong nice <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> I love that how about lawn darts oh, yeah. with the real thing real lawn darts that's some American shit yeah there you what's go. The, what's that thing they do in uh, grown ups where they shoot the arrow straight in the air and you just have to like stay there with your foot there. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> that should be a sport. All right. Um, next question. Favorite Call of Duty that you ever played? This one's more for you. Black I've Ops only 2. played a couple of them. Yeah, definitely Black Ops 2. Okay. For fair sure. Enough. Yeah, what, what's number two? Ooh, number two. Oh, man, that's such a good question. Do I even? I, I I mean, it's gonna be kind of a hot take, but I had a lot of fun on Cold War. I I wasn't I really Cold big War. into MW two or MW three. I love I love, Cold, I love War. Cold War though. Yeah. Uh, so, interestingly enough, my first game for Call of Duty was Modern Warfare twenty nineteen. Um, so I'm not wow. I'm not all well, uh, you know, all that well cultured in Call of Duty. Cold War is the best I've played for sure. Uh, I I used to, like I I went over to Colin's house as a little kid and played Black Ops two, but like I I wasn't really playing like I was just like hopping on and dying. yeah <laughs> I was just getting on there <laughs> dying and and being like damn this is fun as fuck why won't my mom let me play this <laughs> but oh man yeah I, Black Ops two is definitely great um but yeah I'm a Cold War guy personally I absolutely fucking hate this game. This game sucks. I haven't even so bought bad. it. Don't. Um, all right, last thing. Best controversial food take. I feel like I have some, but I can't really think of them off the top of my head. I think Nathan got this from a conversation that I had with him, so I'm just going to reiterate it. I drink milk with Almost everything oh, that I eat for gross. dinner. It's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, it's so refreshing with no. e- like almost anything. <laughs> it's amazing. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Yes. Except for Mexican food. That's where I draw the line. Too much cheese. But like Too much Chef Boyardee's, like pasta, oh, 
god. Oh, dude, dude a steak dinner? Oh, hell yeah. As somebody that, that enjoys very good food and enjoys cooking at like a a relatively nice, good level, if somebody were to drink milk while eating something that I cooked, <laughs> I would genuinely throw it across the room. It'd be Hell's Kitchen in there. Yeah. I would I would lose my shit. I'd turn British. Yeah. <laughs> like I would actually lose my mind if somebody drank milk after I made this this meal that is so has such a ridiculously strong flavor profile and you want to drink milk with it. It's crazy. That is insane. You know, it wasn't until like recently when I found out that I was weird. Apparently weird. You're weird. About that, either. <laughs> it's not apparent. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is apparent. It's not apparently weird. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any controversial food takes. Uh, <clears throat> I think raw vegetables suck. All of them. All raw vegetables suck. I think that one's uh, not okay. like. I don't think that's crazy though. It's not controversial. But like, if you if you pull out a fucking Grocery store veggie platter. I hate you. That's that's pretty normal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, no, Gross. those are bad. Gross. Those are so bad. Just get cheese and crackers. No I'm one saying. cares about. Let me the put vegetables. together the charcuterie board. <laughs> Last week, I dropped a hundred dollars at Whole Foods on a charcuterie board. No fucking way. One hundred percent did. <laughs> wow. It was all Italian, and then I made some cutlets. I made some just like pan seared chicken. My guy Jared made some meatballs. He made homemade focaccia bread. We cooked up, we chefed up, took it over to our buddy's house, and essentially catered a dinner party. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Damn. I have another one. Have at it. I have another one. Um, shit. Well, oh, yeah. Hot dogs. Overrated. Agreed. I think like they're like Thank you. so simple, but there's so many better. Like, literally buy sausage. Yeah, or just eat a hamburger. Yeah, or just eat a hamburger. Burgers are ten times out of ten a burger is better than a hot dog, and ten times out of ten a sausage is better than a hot dog. I love brats. Oh yeah, don't like hot dogs. Brats, fantastic. If you want to get crazy with it, go for a sausage with some things in it. Cheddar jalapeno sausage. Amazing. Oh, yes. Sweet Vidalia onion sausage. Amazing. Don't fuck. Like, look, I can respect having a hot dog here and there. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. And and I get real basic with a hot dog, too. I'm not adding all the extra shit. Bun, dog, mustard, that's all. And it's great. No ketchup. No, not a ketchup guy, personally. That's exactly how I would have made it. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Unbelievable. I'm trying to think if I have any other food takes. Like I just I don't know. I, I eat a lot of foods. I'm not I'm not too picky. There's definitely things I don't like. I hate mushrooms. Um that's not crazy. I'm not don't like mushrooms either. Okay, cool. Uh yeah, like I don't hate foods that like most people eat. Like I hate foods that a lot of people don't eat. Don't eat tomatoes. Normal thing that people yeah. don't eat. Um I don't know. I can't think of any other controversial food takes. Um, I think, okay, this might be controversial. I think sushi is overrated in a sense. 
I don't even like seafood. Okay, well, <laughs> you're not the person to have this conversation with, but <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm I not. actually <clears throat> love sushi. I don't know what it is about it that I, I like it. I don't want it. <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll have it, and I'll be like, that <laughs> was know, good. Sure. That, but that's like it. Like I'm never like blown away by sushi. I can be blown away by a pasta dish. I can be blown away by a steak. Like, so many things I could be blown away by. Sushi mm. just never exceeds the expectation. Yeah. All right. I think that's good. Okay. I think we're uh I think we're just about that done concludes. here. Um so Yeah. Thanks to both my brothers uh, for submitting the questions for questions time. Yeah, and also you out. could be one of those people. You listening right now could be one of those people. If you just go over to that Reddit, that one that's right below Luke, as he applies his chapstick, he's getting ready to give you I'm a big kiss them. on the cheek for joining the Reddit uh-huh. and posting some questions yeah. for next week's episode. Right down here. <laughs> I'm sorry for the audio <laughs> listeners because you have no clue what that was. Um, but <laughs> You can also join the Reddit because it's on our link tree and you can go to the link tree and you can find the Reddit and you can go from there and you can push your questions that way. But I want to remind everybody before everything else, scheduling next week, no episode Monday, it's moved to Tuesday so we can talk about all the football and all the Christmas and all of that shit. So with that being said, like, subscribe, follow, comment, turn on notifications, Go to the podcast platform. If you're listening right now, fo- follow five stars, written review. Go to the socials. If you're on YouTube, they're right here. They're also in the, the bio. If you're on the podcast platform, it's in the bio. Or just find one of those other social media accounts, and you can find all of them. And enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy everything. This is the holiday season. You're supposed to be happy. I'm not going to force happiness upon you, but enjoy yourselves and uh, stay safe out there. Merry Christmas. We'll see you before New Year's. Happy New Year's. And we'll catch you all next week. Peace.